0: Hey family, this is Javer Fitzbogle and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that it blesses you. We hope that it challenges you and we hope that it encourages you to see that God is moving in your life. So come grow with us and enjoy the message. What is going on everybody? How you doing? How are you all doing? Welcome, welcome. If you're just coming in, man, welcome. What is going on, family? How is everybody doing? Where is everybody at, man? Oh, my goodness. How y'all doing? If you're joining us on Facebook, If you're joining us on Instagram, YouTube, wherever you are, man, we just wanna say welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come spend the time with us to have Bible study. I just wanna say Happy New Year to every single person that is in this comp, in our our Facebook Live, wherever you are, Zoom, wherever you're at right now. We just wanna say welcome to the Detox Movement Global Ministries. My name is Javert Fitzbogle, and this is our Bible study. I'm the creative director here, and man, let me tell you something. God has just been doing so much in this ministry, in our lives, in the lives of this ministry. I just wanted to say that God has been so good to us. We started this about half a year ago, you know what I'm saying? Like mid-quarantine, man, we started doing online Bible studies, and, and God just took us from one space to the next, and we are so happy to say that God has been growing us, He's been maturing us. He's been building us up. He's been literally putting us in a position to see how he's been growing and moving in our lives. This ministry has become a place of tremendous fruit. I just want to say thank you to each and every single one of you that come here on a weekly basis, that listen to our Bible studies, that fellowship with us, that is a part of our online community, our global community. I just want to say on behalf of the Detox Movement Global Ministries, thank you, thank you, thank you. We pray that you guys had an amazing holiday season. And man, let me tell you, it's so good to be back. It's Bible Study Mondays. So check it out, man. We're going to be diving into God's Word today. But I want to just kind of talk about a few things that, that man, like, I, I can't... How do I say this? God has been so intentional with this ministry. From the moment that we started, we've seen how God has come through and and brought different types of provision. I'm talking financial provision, provision of hands. People just saying like, "Yo, I want to be a part of what God is doing here." And we see the fruit of it. The fruit of it, and it brought us to a place where we're like, "Man, honestly, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see what God is doing." And one night, I went and I decided to just go and pray. And I said, "Lord, I'm gonna go and pray. I'm gonna seek Your face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just." cry out and worship and say, God, like, just show us what are you doing here? What are you doing in this place? God, what do you have for us? And so we decided that this would be the perfect time to step out on faith as a ministry, as a corporate ministry, and start our first 21 days of prayer and fasting. Y'all, that is a good place to clap for Jesus. We literally started 21 days of prayer and fasting today, and we call it 424. Because it started today on January the 4th, and it ends on the 21st of this month. 24th, excuse me, of this month, which is 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you consider yourself a part of this ministry, a part of what God is doing here, we encourage you to be a part of this fast. We encourage you to come in, man, and just be a part of what God is doing. I'm telling you, it's been such a blessing. And we believe that God is not only going to bless this ministry and bless this house as we're growing to become what God has called us to become. But we believe that every person that is connected to this ministry will also be blessed the same. We believe that this year is a special year. And this is why tonight we're calling this service our Vision Mondays. Woo! This is our Vision Monday. The reason is because I wanted to take some time to really talk to you about what the detox movement is. And yes, we're going to have a lesson tonight. We're going to talk about that, but I want to make sure that you guys see the lens that we are giving out to our community. A lot of people wonder like, what is the detox movement? What is it about? What do we stand for? Where is God taking us? And, and I'm so proud to say that God has brought clarity to this ministry. And I'm standing here today as a testimony. When I tell you I'm a testimony, to say that I wouldn't even know that I would be here standing here today. I never in a million years saw myself leading a ministry, um, functioning in pastoral roles, and pursuing Christ in this type of way. But let me tell you something sometimes you don't know what God is doing in your life until you see it happen. And I just want every single one of you to know that sometimes you may not know what God is doing. You may not want what God might want for you in this moment. But I'm telling you, when God shows up and he shows you what he's called you to do, you will always grow to desire more of him. And in this season, I've been desiring more of him. And he's been showing me like Javert, I'm taking this ministry somewhere. And so today I want to introduce an idea, a word, a method that's going to drive and pilot our ministry for this year. And today will perhaps be the first time that we have done something like this where we have prayed and fasted and prayed and now we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting. But God gave me a word, a word that I want to depart over this ministry and share with you guys today as it becomes our mantra and our theme that leads us into this year. Although we are not yet a fully functioning church per se, I believe that God is really pushing us in the direction of ministry, community, fellowship, as a body of Christ should be. You know, we have worship every single week. We come and bring the word every single week. And and we just know that God is really pushing us in that direction. And so I was praying this past week, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, like, you know that we're starting to take shape. And I think some of you can, can agree with that. To everyone who's been volunteering and serving with us, thank you. This ministry has been taking shape. And to those who are looking in from the outside, you probably remember when we first started this, started off in a, in a bedroom, on a computer, on a phone, and it went from a bedroom, a computer, to a phone, to a studio, until now today we have a space where we dedicate towards worship, we dedicate towards serving, we dedicate towards ministering God's word. And, and I was praying one night, and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what do you want for us, What are you desiring for us to be this year? And the Lord gave me a word. And the word that I want you guys to write down today, and I want you to keep this word in prayer with you during these next 21 days, is evidence. <laughs> write the word down, evidence. We believe that God's word for us this year is evidence. From the moment we started this ministry, There has been signs left, right, every single corner to support that God is with us, to support that God is pushing us, to support that God is doing something in us and through us. And wherever you go, wherever you move, wherever God leads you, there will always be signs to support. We talked in a few weeks back That fruits or the fruits of the spirit, the evidence of Christ is always the same as the fruit. The fruit always reflects the tree, the tree always reflects the seed. You can always trace something back to the place based on the evidence, to the thing based on the evidence. And we believe that this month, that this year for us is going to be a year. Of evidence. It's going to be a year where we just don't know what God is going to do, but we believe that God is going to back everything up, that he's going to show himself to be alive and well. He's going to show himself fit in this ministry. He's going to show up and he's going to show out, and there's going to be evidence, signs, and wonders. And I decree in the name of Jesus that every single person attached to this ministry will live to see that vision come to pass this year in Jesus' name. So I just want to encourage every single one of you, as you're spending this time in prayer and fasting in our 424 prayer and fasting time, listen, man, I know fasting is not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes we wonder, like, Yo, why are we doing this? Like, this is this. This is not me. But but the idea of fasting is something that I believe all of us as believers need to adopt. Not just as a one-time thing, but as a daily lifestyle, as a regiment that we do on a regular basis. Because abasing our flesh so that we could elevate our spirit is often the best thing we could ever do for ourselves. So I want to thank every single one of you that has been rocking with us thus far. You know, we believe that God is going to do something special with this ministry. There's some things I know the Lord has placed in my heart specifically But as it pertains to us in this season and moving forward in 2021, we believe that this is going to be our year of evidence. So today, we're going to be diving into God's word. Super excited. And we've been talking about this for a couple days now, even up till today, we were going to talk about a message entitled, Make Me New. But as I was preparing this message on the the latter portions of coming here tonight, the Lord put something in my spirit and he said, now go and speak this message. And I believe that this word is going to be for somebody here tonight. I believe this word is going to impact our ministry and it's going to help to give and build perspective on what it means to find ourselves in the image of God and how God created us to be. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to pull them out and turn with me to Leviticus chapter 26, verse 9. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 9. We're going to read from verse 9 to verse 10. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 9 and 10. And it reads as this. It says, now I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you and will confirm my covenant with you. You will be, you will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move out to make room for the new. I'm going to read it one more time. The covenant that, excuse me, that I will turn to you, excuse me, I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you, and I will confirm my covenant with you. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you, have, when you will have to move out to make room for the new. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this day, for this opportunity to bring your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would be with us, that you would talk to us, that you would give us insight and revelation to understand that, God, you are with us. Father, show yourself in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So today, family, I want to talk to you from a teaching entitled, Make Me Room. Make me room. One thing I know is this, is that when you are in a space that is just big enough for you, it's difficult to fit other things in. And talking about the idea of being made new in Christ and becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus, we have to understand that being made new is directly proportional to who God is taking us from the old. So I want to talk to you about what it means to be made new versus what it means now to, be, to, to come from a place of what is old. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that, that any man that is new in Christ, he is a new creature. He is made new. The old has passed away and the new has now come. When we come to Christ, there is a change or a shift that happens to us. When we leave a place of the old and we step into the new. This shift doesn't just happen when we come to Christ, but it happens every single time there is a shifting season with Christ in our lives. I believe for many of us, we went through such a difficult time in 2020. I mean, we, we, we know some of the things that we went through. A lot of social injustice, we lost a lot of family, a lot of lives. It was a very traumatic time for us. And although it still sticks with us so close, I believe that there's something we have to understand about what happened in the past as it's relevant to who God is trying to make us to be in the present. One thing I know is this. To move forward, you cannot hold on to the things behind you. Because if you hold on to the things behind you, it will always stagnate you from moving forward. 2020 represented a year of adversity, trouble. For many of us, the loss of a thing, the loss of a life. We've gone through so much emotional baggage and weight that we went through in 2020, but some of us today want to bring that weight into 2021. But the idea of taking the old and bringing it into the new is the very thing that stagnates us from where God is calling us to be. The Bible says here in Leviticus 26 and verse 9, it says, I will then, I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you and I will confirm my covenant with you. Now, in this particular time, God is illustrating to us that there was a covenant that was made a long time ago. And you see, a lot of people have problems, and I've been here, This, you know, this, this was a really tough spot for me because I've been in this spot too, where we've had a difficult time letting go of the things that are old because the old things are the things that we were used to. We learned that in Acts chapter 11, that Peter himself was spending time with the body of Christ. He was spending time with church people. And he had gone to a place to witness to people who actually believed in God, but their ideology or or their, their idea of how the Christian faith was read at the time was right. It was in alignment with scripture, but it was based on tradition that was old. Back in the day, people used to, slay the blood of an animal, take an animal's life in order to cover certain sins and things that they had gone through. They would take a bird and they would mix the bird with blood and hyssop to purge themselves. There were different ceremonies and acts that they had to do in olden days in order to accomplish some of the things that we refer to as today as being cleansed and being pure and being forgiven. And so back then, Peter had spent quite some time with the church, And I want to take our attention to Acts chapter 11 and verse 1. And I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 5 where we understand now what is going on with Peter and the church. In verse 1, Acts chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now the apostles and the brothers, or in in some other context it says believers, the apostles and the brothers or believers who were throughout Judea heard that there was Gentiles also who had received the word of God. The reason why this carries so much weight in this scripture is primarily because back in this time, we had something called Jews and Gentiles. Jews were commonly referred to as God's people and Gentiles were people who were considered not God's people. They didn't know Christ. They were not in the lineage of Jesus. And so in this scripture, we see that now the apostles or the religious folk of that day or the brothers or the believers of that day were were throughout Judea in this area. And they heard that the word of God was traveling all throughout the country. Everybody was seeing it. Basically, the word of God was going viral. It was touching every single person's life. It was reaching the people who knew Jesus, the people who didn't know Jesus. And the religious folk of this day thought to themselves that this was not right. We know God. We are the Lord's people. But we don't feel that our word of Jesus Christ should be for everybody. So they were offended because they found that the word of God was reaching people that were not themselves. Traditionally, the word of God The scriptures, according to the law, was specifically meant for the Jews or the Jewish people. It wasn't meant for the Gentiles. In verse two, it says, so Peter went up to Jerusalem and the circumcision party criticized him saying, you went to the uncircumcised men and ate with them. Now, this is crazy because it makes me think a little bit about church today. And ministry today, how sometimes the body of Christ and different Christians, we get to a place where we criticize people because of how our brethren might be doing something that's unconventional to what we would normally do or untraditional based on what we would normally do. The idea of the place that these that these religious folk were were mentally where they were imprisoned in their mind was the idea that what they had was for them and they were not willing to experience the change of the law. Because we know that Jesus Christ himself was the law, but he also came to abolish the law. And so as Peter moved, Peter functioned in such a way that he was in alignment with God or in alignment with Jesus, even though to them he wasn't in alignment with Scripture. Y'all stay with me. In verse 4 it says, but Peter began and explained it to them in order. and Basically, he told them how it really works that even though the law was not designed for a certain type of people, we are called as men and women of God to step out of a place that's old and uncomfortable and now step into a place that is uncomfortable but do the right thing because that is what God created us to do. The question that I have for you today is what do you do when you don't want to do what is right? What do you do when you don't want to do What is right? Because to these people who did not know Jesus, but knew the law, to them what was right was to obey the law, but not to follow Jesus. But Peter comes into the equation. He says, listen, I understand what the law says, but what our responsibility is as believers is to step out of a place that is old and unconventional and step into a place that's new and uncomfortable and follow the way that God had designed us to do and to be. Peter needed to make room. In verse 5, it says, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, but let down from heaven by four corners, and it came down to me as such. And I this reading this scripture and I said to myself, like, man, he had a dream and he saw a sheet descending from heaven, but yet it came down instead of him actually doing something about it. And I thought to myself, in the same manner in which the sheet came down from heaven, it's the same manner that while we don't do things out of our own merit, that by faith and by believing in grace, God does things for us. I'm believing that this is a season for us where not only the sheets are going to come down from heaven, but God is going to bring things down for you and to you. When you begin to obey the law and you begin to obey Christ Jesus, you find yourself in a place or position where you're following Jesus, even though it's uncomfortable. Peter found himself in a place where he was following Jesus, even though it was uncomfortable. In Leviticus 26 and verse 10, it says, you will still be eating your last year's harvest. Wow. You will still be eating your last year's harvest when you have to go and make room for the new. As I was reading this scripture and I thought to myself, like, Lord, like, which direction does this scripture go? I realized that this scripture actually doesn't go in one direction, but it can go in both directions. You see, some of us moving forward into this new year of 2021 are still going to be eating some of the things that we went through in the past year of 2020. But God wants us to understand that just because you'll be eating some of the things that you went through that you were eating in the past in 2020, some of these things are not meant for you to move forward. Because in the same manner that we can eat these things and it will propel us into the future The question then isn't what are we eating and what are we bringing into the future? Talking about old covenant, talking about the idea of being saved and built for this. I believe that God wants us to understand that no matter the place or the position that we're in, that we need to find a posture of humility, Where we can say, Jesus, I'm looking for you. I'm trying to find where you are. You know, I may not understand what the word is saying in this moment. I may not get it as a whole. You know, this might be old and difficult for me to get out of a certain lifestyle to understand the new. But maybe I need to get out of what's old so I can step into what God has for me. Some of us have to be some of us need to get to a place where we can leave the old so that we can make room for the new. To make room for the new doesn't mean you take the old things that that weighed you down and the old things that made you feel inadequate and the old things that you felt comfortable in. To take those things with you, to make room means you have to get rid of certain things in your life. To make room means to get rid. You make room by getting rid. And I used to think to myself that, man, like, if I hold everything in my hand, then just maybe, just, just maybe I can take something that I like, something that I want, something that is comfortable in this season. Like I like to eat certain types of food. So maybe if I just take this with me into this new year, then maybe, maybe I can still maneuver around God's promises for me. Maybe I I, I struggle with this certain area of lust in my life and maybe I can Maybe I can take it from that season and put it into this season. But, but God doesn't want us to bring anything where we're going, but he wants us to leave the old so that we can make room for the new. You see, the problem that I had personally in my life for a long time was I realized that I wanted to take things with me where God wanted to take me. And it wasn't until one day the Lord showed me that I don't want to come into your life and be place amongst clutter and stay there, but I want to replace the things in your life so that we can move forward together. God told me, make room. And it may not make sense. It may seem impossible. It may seem difficult. It may be like, God, I don't know exactly where to go or how to go about doing it. But one thing I do know is that we have to make room. Peter got to a place to where he ministered. He brought the people together and he told them, listen, this is how we're going to make room. And he found himself in a place where he had to make a decision. The decision that he had to make was to follow the trends and take what was old into his now or stand out by faith and press on into the future. I want every single person to to, to gravitate to this idea today that it might not make sense to pursue God when you have so much baggage with you, but you might have to let go of those things in order to pursue God the way that he wants you to pursue him. And I'm standing here today, I'm thinking to myself like, man, How many times have I found myself in this position where I wanted to hold on instead of move forward? And if that's you today and you've gone through a season, you've gone through this past, you've gone through 2020, you're thinking to yourself like, man, I don't know how to move forward into this next year in my current position. Or I don't know how to move forward this next year in the past and taking the things with me in the past, I want to pray for you. Because one thing I know is this, is that God will help us to move forward and he will help us to make room. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're saying today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would strengthen us that you would help us to see the things that we've been carrying. And Lord, help us to get rid of the things that we're not supposed to take with us into this next season that you've called us to be in. But God, help us to move forward with faith and confidence in knowing that we have all that we need. Father, I pray for each and every single person listening right now. Lord, I just pray that you would find them wherever they are and speak to them, Father. Father, give them clarity to understand and give them eyes to see and ears to hear. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're doing in Jesus' mighty name. And I want to pray for any person that is listening to this message right now. And you may not have a relationship with Christ Jesus. I want to pray for you. And I want to extend an opportunity for you to get to know this Jesus that we speak so passionately about. If that's you and you know that, man, it's a new year, I wanna do something different, I don't know what it is, but I feel like God has been calling, God's been pulling on my neck, he's been making me feel like I need to come to him. If that is you, I wanna pray for you. Matter of fact, if that's you, I want you to put in the comment section, I want prayer, I wanna accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm gonna pray for you right now. Father, we thank you, God, for each and every single person who is deciding to make this step. Father, I pray that you would strengthen them in their own ways. Father, encourage them. Father, come into their life as their Lord and as their Savior. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, comments, testimonies, or prayer requests, we would love to hear from you. Send us a message to the Detox Movement on all social platforms and be sure to get your official Detox Brand merch at thedetoxbrand.com. And above all things, family, remember that you are loved, you are blessed, you are beautiful, And most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, family, God bless you.